0: Hey friends, welcome to Around the Campfire with Amy. It's no secret that best stories have always been shared around a campfire. My guests and I will have a conversation, campfire style, that will leave you inspired, encouraged, and glad you pulled up a stump to listen in. Grab your favorite campfire beverage, kick back and relax, and I'll stoke the fire.
1: Amy, this is hilarious. (laughs) I had never driven an RV, nor had any member of our family ever stayed the night in an RV. Did
0: that, did that, like when you picked it up, did you say to yourself, well, crap, now I have to drive this? Hey, friends. Today's conversation is going to be a big fat shout out to my fellow adventure lovers. I'm talking with my dear friend, Anne, about her 13-month-long RV adventure with her husband and two daughters. Once you meet Anne you're going to want her to be your friend too. Let's find out what I mean. Here's my conversation with Ann. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the campfire. Today, I have my friend Ann with me. And I'm telling you guys, this is going to be a treat because Ann and I, I feel like we are the same person, but I got administrative gifts and Ann got creativity. So if we were one person We would be the perfect person. I'm just saying. We would be. (laughs) It's true. Right? No, Anne and I, we have only known each other for two years. We met, um, we both kind of joined a little group of people who did not all know each other during... The COVID lockdowns, because we, Anne, and I are both sevens on the Enneagram, and we like people and we like fun. And so, of course, we would be there for people and fun, right? Absolutely. So, um, that's how I met Anne. We were fast friends along with a few other ladies, but that's not why we're here,
1: right? It's not. But you know what? It goes with the theme because you and I said yes to something kind of outrageous that is true and that's (laughs) kind of what my story is about a little bit
0: yes that is a great correlation you are correct Mm -hmm. and so what we're going to talk about with Ann today is the fact that she and her husband decided to just basically put their lives on hold and go on a RV trip across the United States with their two girls right that's (laughs) right that's exactly what we did Okay. And so I hope this podcast inspires others to throw caution to the wind and go have some fun. Okay. Another (laughs) seven of us. (laughs) You know. Another fun side note is Anne has been very integral. In integral in this podcast
1: because did you come up with around the campfire with Amy? I feel like you did. I may have, but it's only because I have a deep love for you, Amy, and I so believe in you. So I am so excited to be on your podcast.
0: We also have a deep love of fire,
1: right? Yeah, we're good at making fire. You and I are the fire starters. We are. We are. So, I mean, this is all
0: providential that you're here. Why were you not episode number two? I don't know. I'm sorry. It's perfect. It's okay. Okay. So let's get into it, Anne. Whose idea
1: was it to take this trip? it is kind of a long story, even though it is a simple question. So in 2013, I saw this feature story by a TV host who I really like. His name is Bob Dotson. He's this amazing storyteller. He was a guy actually that I learned about during my uh, broadcast journalism classes back yeah. in the day anyway so i watched his stories randomly from time to time on youtube he featured a family of seven who lived in an rv full time mm. and here's the stuff that they said the whole country is your backyard Ooh. freedom is calling you don't have to live a regular life so these phrases start bouncing around in my head and i am like yes i want to do that i want to have the whole country as my backyard yes and so i went to my husband i'm like let's do this let's sell everything and let's live in an rv full time and he's all that's awesome but wait i can't work from an rv and we need money
0: (laughs) minor minor detail detail.
1: and total minor detail So that was actually a whole process of me letting that go. Cause I, along with that, I was ready to say goodbye to kind of a more materialistic life. You know, just, I was ready to just sell the house. sell all the stuff and live on the road forever. Like that's Mm -hmm. what I had in my head. And so when he said, I don't think we can do that. It was really a huge mind shift for me. And then a year went by and I had gone through the process of, Trying to make myself comfortable where I was, just enjoying the everyday. Mm -hmm. And then we got away at a family camp one summer and we started talking. And he said, You know what? I've been working from home for about eight, nine months now. I could work from anywhere. And then we started to dream.
0: Oh my goodness. And
1: we began to dream together. And that was so exciting. And we thought, oh my gosh, what if we lived full-time in an RV and we went to all 50 states and what if we made a TV show about it? Or we asked to be sponsored by an RV company and they would pay for us to go and we can make videos for them. Like, yeah, that's awesome.
0: Can I just say, I love, I mean, I love, you didn't stop with just going in the RV. You're like, and people will sponsor us and let's go to the country, (gasps) to the the companies.
1: (laughs) We were so in, and we did. So we, um, my husband is a television show editor. So we made a sizzle reel. That's what you pitch to networks to get them to buy a show. So we made an awesome sizzle reel. You can I've see it, it. yourself. Oh, hey, Anne, <laughs> I'm
0: going to yeah? link to it. I'm going to link to okay, it.
1: Okay, that's great. Yes. <laughs> so he made a sizzle reel, and simultaneously, we began to send these very heartfelt letters and pocket watches to the heads of marketing for different RV companies. And the whole idea of the letter in the pocket watch was like, time is precious. We want to be in command of our time by living this different lifestyle in this RV. We know we can make good content because we're both creatives and journalists and editors and marketing. Mm-hmm. And we, we know we could do it. Just give us the RV and we will sell your RVs for you. As people watches have adventures.
0: That is brilliant, Anne. Like, th- whose idea was the pocket watches? I mean, I
1: think that was Jeff. I think that was Jeff. Wow. Yeah. And guess what? Everyone well- said no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how can you say no to that?
1: I know. You know what? There was one company, um, Winnebago, almost said yes. Amy, this is how close it was to a yes. They said, Well, will you bring your own linens? Like, are you going to bring your own towels and sheets? And we're all, yeah, we could bring our own towels and sheets. Like, it felt like it was a done deal. Right. It wasn't meant to be. So this is in the months leading up to what we would consider when we wanted to launch, which was January 1st, 2015. Mm -hmm. So doors are closed in our face, left and right. It looks like it's going to happen. We're hopeful. And then it, it just keeps getting shut down. And so we decided, like... How
0: did you keep the dream alive when people were like saying no?
1: I think it was because it was our dream. It wasn't Mm -hmm. my dream or his dream. It was our dream for our family. And so I think when it got hard for him, I could carry us. When it got Mm -hmm. hard for me, he could carry us. And I think we really just had this desire to try to do life differently. I mean, our oldest daughter had just turned ten, and I think I looked back and I'm like, "What the heck is going on? Ten years has gone by. We only have eight left." Like it's kind right. of a freak. It like it was all these things come together to get us into that mindset of mm-hmm. let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it finally came to a point where like, how much do we want to do it? Are we willing to rent out our house for a year? And are we willing to buy an RV? And we finally decided if we're going to go, that's how it had to happen. Mm -hmm. So we rented out our house.
0: Was that hard to
1: find someone to rent your house for one year? Kind of. It was hard because we wouldn't allow pets. We have a kiddo with allergies, and everyone has a pet, let me just tell you. So that was rough. And, but in traditional Warren style, like we needed to get this all done within like three weeks.
0: (laughs) Right. Like, That's a typical creative right
1: there. Yeah, like let's – We ha- this is the deadline. We have to accomplish all these things. So we had researched what kind of RV would be good. My husband really put a lot of time into it and found that there's this particular RV, this particular size, because it you have to know what's going to work for your family. Like
0: mm-hmm. the girls
1: needed bunk beds or they're called – bunkhouse is what they call it. And we knew that we needed our own little room and we wanted it to feel comfortable, right? And so we had all of these things that we knew we needed and he narrowed it down. Well, Amy, we found a gentleman right in your neck of the woods. This is Don Hickey.
0: Okay, crazy. So you're living in Colorado. Yes, we live just north of Denver. You find an RV in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma at Don Hickey. And if anybody's listening from high school, We went to high school with Kara. Wait, what was it? Did you?
1: Oh, Hickey. Hickey.
0: Hickey. Yeah. We went to high school with Kara Hickey friends and bought her RV from
1: them. And this was Don's personal RV. Like he sells used cars, but he and his his wife, unfortunately now is now deceased, but he and his wife bought this RV. They lived in it for three months and that's it. It was brand spanking new and he needed to get it off of his hands.
0: That's insane. And
1: so... I think we were cleared for the financing on like a Monday and I was picking up that RV on like a Thursday. Okay.
0: Here's another fun fact.
1: Who did the driving the entire trip? It was me. I did most of the driving. And let me tell you the, here's the thing about driving an RV. First of all, It costs, it not costs, it, it requires way more attention. Mm -hmm. It's, you have to be a hundred percent focused because it's so giant. There is no room for error. Amy, ask me how many times I drove an RV before I picked one up. Oh my word. Probably the big fat goose egg. It was the goose egg. (laughs) Amy, this is hilarious. (laughs) I had never driven an RV nor had any member of our family ever stayed the night in an RV. Did
0: that? Did that like when you picked
1: it up, did you say to yourself, well, crap, now I have to drive this? Like, yes. how does that work? No. So I like driving big vehicles. Like, I don't know. I'm a small girl.
0: Yeah. Anne and is a tiny girl. So and driving the RV is a great mental picture. Yeah.
1: I'm not quite five one. <laughs> and I don't know why. I just like the challenge. And I'm like, I just don't like to let things stop me. And so I'm like, yeah, I could drive a 38 foot RV. Whatever. That's fine. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. So it was me, my sister, Amy, Ah. and then my youngest daughter, Ellie, who at the time was seven. So we got to Oklahoma City, and we got like an hour-long rundown of the RV from Don. And let me tell you, he was the sweetest. He acted like a grandfather. Like, he was worried about us because he knew we knew nothing, nothing. (laughs) And it came time to drive that RV, and I felt like Yoda, and here's why. (laughs) There is no try there is do or do not. That is I mean, true. You, you don't try to drive an RV. You're right. You're you right. do or do not. <laughs> and you did. And I did. And I got that puppy to where what talk Kansas that night. Oh my word. That is so
0: crazy. Okay. So you, you have everything lined up. You have people moving into your house. You have the RV. Do you make a plan?
1: Did you have a plan on where you were going first? So we had a rough outline. And by that, I mean, let's go north in the summertime and let's go south in the wintertime, (laughs) which it sounds silly. And we did kind of have like each member of our family, we had like three or four things that were important to us to see or do. But it actually turned out to be really a blessing that we had such a loose schedule because anytime we had to be somewhere at a specific date and time, it was very difficult. Mm. Like we, ha- we were meeting friends in Boston at like the end of September or something. And it was a chore to get there on that date and time because as anyone who has an RV or lived or traveled much in an RV knows, like you have to be flexible because stuff happens.
0: Okay. What kind of stuff happened along
1: the way that you were
0: not expecting?
1: Well, first of all, you think that when you step out in faith on a big adventure and something you've really prayed about and are like really believing is for you, especially at that time in my life, I thought, well, it'll be easy. Like once we overcome the hurdles of getting to the Place or getting to the RV, it'll be easy. Mm -hmm. That was not true. We overheated as we were leaving Denver, heading up to the mountains of Colorado. (laughs) And that was just a precursor of like, I don't know, so many things went wrong. I mean, within days of us leaving we are in the diesel repair shop one time we even pulled over we are getting out to like grab some food or something we opened the door to the rv and the step falls out (laughs) did any of this make you go oh my word abort abort yes as a matter of fact we were gone three weeks and we were moving different campsites different locations like every two days maybe less like we were on quite the pace Mm -hmm. and after that short amount of time Jeff and I were so burned out like oh man I was almost seasick when we stopped I felt like I was still moving and the thing with an RV is you have to set up and take down camp like put the slides in and out and things like that in a very particular order. And if you don't do it in that order, you're going to break stuff. And so it's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. And so we were going at this breakneck speed. And I looked at Jeff and I'm like, if we continue this way, I don't want to do it. So we drove back to Denver. We parked our RV outside my mom's house. Oh, my word. We stayed there for a week and we came up with some rules. Oh, and the rules were the minimum time we'll stay someplace is three days. We'll never stay less than three days. Okay. We never want to drive more than four to six hours ever. Hmm. And that what else? We just want to take in where we are. We don't want to be in such a big hurry because you think seeing 50 states in a year is a lot of time, but you were trying
0: trying to hit all 50.
1: Yes. That was absolutely our goal. 50 states. So, um, we came up with these rules and it was a game changer. Like it just settled everything down. And Mm -hmm. just as soon as we got into a routine, bam, it's time to start homeschool. (laughs) Okay. How did homeschool work? So, well, and Jeff is working from the RV. Yes. Thanks for bringing that up. Yes. Jeff worked the whole time. And as a matter of fact, because we needed so many repairs, He took on more and more work. Oh, my word. He was working insane hours. And I thought, oh, I will edit our little videos. I'll keep up on our social media. I'll blog. But when it came down to it, being a teacher, driving Mm -hmm. the RV, And then trying to like keep a social presence, it was too much. And so something had to give. So I gave up on the blog and the videos. We (laughs) recorded everything. Mm -hmm. And I say we have about three or four months of video that is actually out there.
0: Okay. So have you ever thought about taking all that and making your own series on YouTube? Like who cares about those networks? Do it yourself. I think we've thought about it. It's a whole lot of work for not any pay. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. I can't imagine the time it would take to like. So much. And the other part is like you asked about homeschool. Honestly, that was the easiest thing we did. Like we, we chose a curriculum that had uh, recordings of teachers. So I was really a facilitator. And so it was up to me to, like, keep the girls on track. But it was also cool because I learned things about my kids. Like, my kids, they were, what, uh, second grade and fifth grade is what we'd homeschooled. Mm-hmm. And they had these great work ethics. And they were good students. And I just saw them in a brand new way that moms don't always get to see their kids. And that was really cool. And then we had flexibility, right? And we had field trips. We'd, you know, go to Gettysburg or the – uh you know, museums in Chicago, the Museum of Industry and Science or like all these places like we got to experience.
0: Yes. I was just thinking, like, did you try to coincide like the history lesson with where you were? I feel like that might be a little complicated, but really you could go to museums all day and call that day a day of that's
1: probably more school than they get ever. <laughs> totally we had a lot of field trips but i actually think they they were legit but you know it was it was very hard to like make everything like coincide like both girls are studying this in history and we're in this place right and you know i think they were the perfect age to have this type of adventure as far as being flexible and physically small yeah live in the bunkhouse right um, but they didn't have a lot of appreciation for the history. Mm -hmm. Like I think, you know, had, had they each been four years older, they would have had a lot of appreciation, but then socially it would have been too difficult. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I bet you're right. So what was your best adventure? Favorite place, favorite thing you saw, favorite people you met maybe? Sure. Well, did you, Oh, Oh, I got another question. (laughs) Did you make RV friends?
1: Making RV friends is probably the best part of RVing. It is so good. Like people who RV, it's just real chill, generically Mm -hmm. speaking. And you met wonderful people that you would never, ever meet. One example is we were parked in Petoskey, Michigan, and uh, we had a class A RV that was like four years old and some RV parks, you could only be five years old in a class a to park there, but we're like (gasps) living it up. You know, we were kind of, it's like resort RV. (laughs) So like we, we we were doing that. I think it was around my birthday. So we, we splurged, we parked next to this gorgeous Prevost bus that probably cost millions of dollars and was amazing. Mm -hmm. And my husband made friends with the owners. Like he makes friends with everybody. So of course he made friends with them. Mm Mm-hmm. They offered us a place to stay in Delaware because that's where they were from. Then after we stayed at their place in Delaware, we saw them again and they gave us a place to stay for the entire month of January in Florida, which was phenomenal because as newbies, we had no idea if you want to live at an RV site in Florida in January, you best be making plans in June. Like, (laughs) we didn't know. Right. And so like, that, that's just one example of like the extreme kindness and generosity, obviously lots of different types of people. But the other thing that it enabled us to do was visit friends and family who live way far from us. Right. And, you know, sometimes like it would be awkward to go see, maybe we'd even go see like a friend of Jeff's mom or somebody like that. <laughs> but you never regretted it. Like going in, you'd be all, Oh gosh, this is weird. I don't even know them. And then coming out, you're like, these are the best people. And so that was really, really special. I love that.
0: Okay. Back to the adventure question. Sorry. Or best place. Where was, where was your favorite place that you visited?
1: That is such a difficult question. Is it? Well, that would be hard to pinpoint. 50 we really did 50 states so we drove to 48 Mm -hmm. (laughs) we flew to Alaska (laughs) and Hawaii we thought about driving to Alaska but like hardcore RVers warned us against it oh they said like it really tears up your rig and adds a lot of miles and it's far and so we knew that we would need to sell our RV at the end of our time and so we didn't want to put any more wear and tear on it than we needed so anyway right okay I'm gonna there's so many places to mention. One of the places that I had always dreamed of going to was um, in the upper peninsula of Michigan. Hmm. I, what The name is eluding me. This is ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's not. I got it. What? Mackinac Island. I've heard of that. We went to Mackinac Island on Mackinac Island. There are no motorized vehicles. It is only horse-drawn carriages and bikes. <gasps> and so I had this idea of riding our bikes on Mackinac Island mm-hmm. so we did but it wasn't easy of course because two weeks earlier maybe not even we visited some friends in Missouri we rode four-wheelers with them I had a terrible four-wheeler accident I was on crutches oh my word I was like I, I don't know I was messed up my leg was disgusting wait and how did I you was drive
0: on did you still drive or did Jeff take over at this
1: point oh I still drove I still drove. It It wasn't your
0: gas pedal foot? It
1: was my left foot. (gasps) I would put a Kleenex box under my left foot so it wouldn't dangle and then drive with my right foot. (laughs) So anyway, we go to Mackinac Island and I'm like, is my dream going to come true? Like I could barely walk, let alone ride a bike. I don't know what happened though. I rode that bike and it felt so good. And I was just like living my best life at the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island.
0: Oh, my word. Okay. Bucket list, putting that on there. Bucket list.
1: And then I'd say another bucket list was walking on a glacier in Alaska. Oh, man. That was amazing. I didn't know what a glacier looked like or what it felt like or like it was just so, it was so cool. And I'd say all along the way, there were surprises. And I, this is going to sound super cheesy, but I really mean it. Every state has beauty to offer Mm -hmm. and good things to experience. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So would you do it again? Do you want to do it again? Are there plans in the works to do it again? I would not do it again.
1: (laughs) Okay. So let me tell you about it. So we got home August of 2016. So we were gone 13 months. Mm. And for the first like six months to a year after we got home, when I would see an RV, I'd get a little stomach ache. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, those poor people. And and now the good memories stick out more than the hard ones. Mm-hmm. But I think the best way to describe the year and what my husband and I have said is it was life amplified. There were higher highs and there were lower lows. Mm-hmm. And and it was a great experience, but not one that we would repeat in that way. My husband and I have talked about like maybe when we're in our 60s, like maybe we'll get a little sprinter van that Mm -hmm. has a little place to sleep and we'll go on short jaunts. But I don't think the responsibility of owning a giant RV and maintaining it and Mm -hmm. planning all the stops and trips, it's just not for us. But keep in mind when we got in that RV, I was not convinced that we wouldn't live in it for always. It was really? kind of like, yeah, like the year was our trial run. Like there was a part of me that really thought maybe this is who we are. Like maybe we'll just be these nomadic people who live in an RV. I mean, there are a lot of there were a lot of people who did it when we first did it, and I'd say in the past 5-6 years since we've been home, exponentially more mm-hmm. people. I mm-hmm. think people are just looking to swim upstream, they're looking for a different way of doing life, and to say the American dream is bunk, like it's right. shallow, it's hollow. Yeah, and there's a, there's a better way, and that's one option.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the grind. I, I I think people realize now the grind is not what it's supposed to be, or what it all it's cracked up to be.
1: Well, and Absolutely. I,
0: also, I also think you have to go into these experiences, like you need to go in ignorant.
1: I could not frankly. agree more. Like part of me is like super embarrassed to admit like how many times I driven or even slept in an RV. But the other part is like going in ignorant gives you or it gives me this courage and bravery and excitement. It's almost like the excitement factor enables you to overcome more than you could as if, if you just detailed everything that could go wrong and made a plan Mm -hmm. A and a plan B, like Mm -hmm. the excitement pushes you to experience the good things that you have hope exist beyond the trial.
0: Right. And there's no bar, you know, it seems like for everything we do, or even in relationships, we have a bar. And so you want to meet that expectation. You want to, you want people to meet the bar. You want the experience to meet the bar. But if you've never had the experience, there is no bar.
1: Absolutely. We should it's, apply it's that true. to our relationships
0: too. <laughs> no Low bar.
1: Expectations equals happiness. No.
0: <laughs> no, that should be a, a, a,
1: a t- t-shirt. t-shirt.
0: <laughs> I always want to make a t-shirt.
1: <laughs> Amy and I have a list. Well, our us and our group of cohorts are three others of us. We have a whole list of awesome t-shirts if you ever want list. some.
0: That's right. So be, be watching for that to launch soon. That's so funny. Okay, let's see. Is there anything else? I feel like I covered everything. Is there anything else? Would you would you discourage somebody from wanting to do it, even though
1: you wouldn't do it again? No, because I feel like that year of our life will probably define my children's childhood as everything before, during, and after that time. Mm-hmm. I love that they got to see us be brave and do something different. I love that we got to be together. Like that was my mama's heart was like, let's spend all this time together and just soak in our relationships. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like wherever you go, there you are. Like you bring your troubles with you sometimes. Right. But it wasn't anything so difficult that we couldn't work out. And being in the small space was really the least of our troubles. I think the only caution that I would give to people is that it's very difficult to live without community. Mm. And so, you know, we left a school community that we were very much a part of, a church community, an actual neighborhood family mm-hmm. who lived nearby. Mm-hmm. And when you're on the road, That doesn't exist. I mean, sure, you can meet new people, but it's not the same as having doing life with people. Yeah. The deep well of relationships. And I think that um, it's just a caution. It's definitely not a deal breaker, especially if you could have a plan for seeing people, staying in touch with people, things like that. And I think the other part would be that if you have kids, keep in mind, RV parks are full of kids in the summer. And then at Halloween, but the whole rest of the year, there are no kids there. Like mm. my kids, when they would see another kid, they'd point to be like, There's a kid. Can we <laughs> stop at that playground?
0: <laughs> That's funny. So funny. W- would you say that it changed you like changed your family from that point? Is you, was your family different because of that experience as as a family?
1: So, I wouldn't say that you would, we would look at ourselves or people would look at us and say, oh, the Warrens, they're different now than they were a year ago. Right. But I think over time that it's given us all a perspective that we never could have had. Like, I built so much faith that year. I mean, I didn't know what the day held ever. I mean, at least like when you, your job, your school, your home, like still things happen that are unexpected, but generically speaking, you know, what the day holds for you. Mm -hmm. I never knew what the day held for me. I mean, sometimes I didn't even know where I was when I woke up.
0: (laughs) I feel like sometimes that would be good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So funny. So I think just that, Having to flex that faith and trust muscle again, 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 having repairs, trying to figure out ways to pay for it, still staying on the road, like all of these things like just kept us consistently on our toes, having to believe that we could overcome that we had a God who was going before us, who was making a way for us. And I think living in that way for that amount of time has paid dividends over these years as inevitably hard things come up and life looks different than you think. But when you flex mm-hmm. that muscle in the past, you know, you can do it again. Mm-hmm. So
0: what event- adventures do you have on the horizon? And do you have any, Anything brewing?
1: You know, we just did a pretty big adventure as a family. We moved across the country.
0: Yeah. You're you're smack dab in the middle of an adventure. Who am I kidding?
1: Yeah. We moved from Colorado to South Carolina and we've been here like eight months. So that feels like an adventure.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. But you know what?
1: We could not have done this move had we not said yes to the RV. Like these opportunities... To say yes to something so big come along. I think with prayer and with just dreaming and thinking, you know when you're supposed to say yes. Mm -hmm. And I think because we've said yes before, when another thing came along, we're like, we know that we can do this. And we said yes. And I think that done again and again leads to a life without regrets. Mm -hmm. Right? Because you've done done the things. Mm -hmm. So... For now, we're settling into South Carolina. Adventures in the future. I don't know. I have teenage daughters, Amy. No.
0: Yeah, I get that one. <laughs>
1: I'm joking. That's an adventure, an awesome adventure in itself. It is. I mean, maybe maybe the Warrens will take on Europe or something. I don't ooh, know.
0: Ooh, And you're going to blog about it for sure, right?
1: For, for sure. Right? Because there's going to be time this time, I'm sure. Yes,
0: yes. Okay. So if people want to read about your adventure, your blog is still up, correct?
1: Yes. Oh, gosh. I would delight if people looked at it. It really represents an important time in our life. And I think more than that represents... Something that people feel sometimes is the the desire to do things differently and what that actually looks like. So uh, it's called Road Warrens is what we called ourselves. So you could go to roadwarrens.com or you could go to our Instagram at Road Warrens, which is still where I fill in some stuff sometimes, but all kinds of content, videos, blogs, so you could get a little taste of life on the road.
0: There we go. And I will link to all of those things in the show awesome. notes
1: so everybody can find them. And thanks for being around the campfire with me today. Tonight. I love the campfire. Thanks for inviting me.
0: I And Anne will actually probably be back because we might do a few little co-hosting episodes. So Anne has her own podcast in the works as
1: well. It's
0: true. <laughs>
1: it's true. It's just really a turtle coming along in the race of podcasts. <laughs>
0: Thanks for being here, Anne. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next time around the campfire. Thanks for joining us around the campfire this evening. I hope you learned something not only about our guest, but maybe even about yourself. If you've enjoyed my conversation and want to make sure you don't miss the next campfire chat, hit that subscribe button. Or even better, I'd love for you to drop a review to help others find a place around the campfire, too. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.